0: Okie dokie. So, today is, oh, it is a glorious kind of day of actually coming to myself of, like, so much of this, like, deep feeling. Like to the level that I don't think I really comprehended before. It was like, you know, before it was kind of like, it's a good suggestion, it's a good thing that I'm doing. I'm just filling up my water today because I'm excited to start with some lemon water again. I just brushed, did I just brush my teeth? I hope I just brushed my teeth. (laughs) Let me just check here. Uh, The toothbrush looks wet, okay. Okay, I'm going to pretend that I did, but maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll just try it again. <laughs> but anyways, as I was saying, um, I just feel so much of this emotion of just like feeling so many levels of it, right? Like everything from I'm so grateful that I have some kind of habit of it in my daily life. So it's it's almost a no-brainer now. Like it's it's into my life and drenched in it in a deep way. At the same time, I'm also grateful for like the tiny challenges and the tiny um, encouragements that I've had along my path from different people, from their stories, and all of these things to really take the time to allow for this emotion to become, not necessarily an emotion per se, necessarily, but also it's like an emotion and intention, um, all packaged in one, and to allow for the healing powers of this intention to take full effect into my life kind of thing. And then, you know, and then yesterday I had an experience where I was having lots of these emotions, you know, that I was saying, um, this intention and emotion, like just go really deep, like into my heart, into my soul, into my cells, to the point where I was like, I can't afford to do the opposite of this emotion. Like I can't afford to forget I cannot afford to to get into a space where I I become any level of lackadaisical or you know like apathetic or or just like taking for granted. The things that are around me or becoming self-entitled or, or just putting myself in a place where I have like one of my teachers, I love this like gospel teacher that I love to vote. <laughs> one of my teachers talks about the, like turning my arrows in, I can't afford to do that and just focus on me. Like I have to focus on turning the arrows out and like this other um, mentor I've had down the line, like a few years back, they talked about it as like how we as humans have these like six human need kind of things, right? four of them are very much of the physical sense. Like it's like everything to do with needing connection and needing quality, like time kind of um, feeling like we have like some level of significance and feeling like we have some level of feeling like stability and um, just like security, those kinds of things. And, you know, like I can't list them all at this second, but like the main point he was saying was like, hey, there's these other four things, these needs that we have, and we have these two other needs. We'll just call those four needs physical needs, and then these two other needs are the spiritual needs, right? And the neat thing about the spiritual needs is that, hey, when we tap into those spiritual needs, they actually take care of our physical needs. When we tap into one of these spiritual needs, it actually helps us with our need for significance. It helps us with our need for connection. It helps with th- with our need for stability. It helps us with our need for I forgot the other one. (laughs) Um, And then, and then the, like the, yeah. So anyways, so then when they said it, they were like, oh, hey, it's growth and it's service. You know, those are the two spiritual needs that will, sorry, (laughs) growth and service are actually, oh no, service is one, growth. I thought I said learn and grow. But yeah, anyways, because I interchange all the words all the time because like growing is the same as learning and with the same as service. It's like service is the same as teaching, is the same as being a leader, is the same as being a parent is the same as, you know, like they're just all combined in one and, and, but they're not limited to that either. It's, it's kind of this broad way of being able to look forward and be like, Hey, let's do something about this. So anyways, I just feel like, you know, yesterday I had some experiences that really drove it deep for me. You know, to be like, I can't afford to just stay in those physical needs spaces, right? Where I'm just kind of like arrows turned in. I need to make sure I am constantly like in a place where I'm doing the arrows pointed out thing and doing the service. I'm doing the arrows pointed out and being like, what else can I learn so that I can serve even more kind of, kind of, kind of ideal, right? And so that's kind of my whole jam. It's like when I think about what I'm doing on a daily basis... And like having any level of influence with the people that I love so much, it has everything to do with like, well, what am I doing in my personal life? So I'm I am being a person that is actually addressing my personal needs as well as and like doing because like I used to think about mission stuff and be like, oh, well. If I want to think about mission stuff, then does that mean like I'm going to do this great thing around the world and have this like huge international business or like nonprofit organization? Like, what does that actually mean for me? So I'd be dreaming up all these ideas, building these business plan type things. And then when it came down to it, it's like, well, actually, yes, those are great ideas. And like on a day to day basis, I just feel like for me, my mission is actually to do what's mine to do you know, do what is mine to do that I, that no one else can do. And for me currently right now, like the biggest thing that I have access to that's only mine to do is basically like doing my hierarchy of relationships. Like this is from that past coach that I had, like basically it's like, Hey, first assembly father, then it is my self. Um, So it's like a peace thing. It's like patriarch, heavenly father, then my personal relationship with myself. Um, Then it's my, my partner, which is like my spouse. Then it's parent. So being a a mom and then it's public after that. So then it kind of goes into what, you know, another author will talk about, hey, that's like all about personal victory before public victory. And so I'm like, yeah, this is all there. I love it. I love it all. Like, there's just nothing about this path that that makes me feel like it like I should go and do something else. Like, I just feel so grateful to be focused on what is mine to do, right? Like, it's just so sweet to be like, yeah, my mission right now is really to, like, you know, look at the, that hierarchy of relationships and be like, what area needs the most help? But not also, you know, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, hey, there's this person that really needs help like outside my home my neighbor or whatever or it's like oh hey i really feel like my kids need help or i really feel like my husband needs help or me or like i need to be focusing on being a good daughter to heavenly father and i really love how i've been able to acquire a strong testimony in myself in how it's in levels right it's like i might want to go and just help someone which sometimes i just go and do like if i can just be brief about it and just do that and at the same time, it's so important to me a lot of the time to go in order. It's like I wake up and I do everything that I possibly can as soon as possible So and as brief as possible so that I can just go to Heavenly Father as fast as possible. So I can just have my daddy-daughter date as soon as possible, right? And so that's kind of like my jam right now. I'm just so grateful that like, you know, I might have certain things I want to do before that. Like I might have things like, oh, I need to brush my teeth. I need to pray. I need to take care of certain things. But as often as I can, I'm like, no, I just need to run to the scriptures. I need to run to like my notebook, my journal and and my colors to like highlight and just like take the time to ponder and, you know, write down the things that are pertinent to me and what's mine to do, right? Like on this page, I'll, I'll have black on the column that's on the left column. And then I'll have white, like the actual words black and the actual words white at the top of the right hand column. And I'll say, Hey, black, black is like any of the things that are just exactly what it says, basically like quoting things kind of thing. Right. And then on the right is white. It's like, what is the white on the page telling me? Like, what are the ideas, impressions, the invisibles? that I feel like I could turn into a, a visible, like into a a tangible thing by just writing it down under the white column so I can just remember it rather than have it just stay invisible. Um, and so anyways, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I'm just so grateful for those things um, because it's like, yeah, like I said, yesterday I had these deep, deep feelings of feeling like I can't afford to not be grateful, like I can't afford to to just let everything pass by. Like I said in one of the previous recordings, I just love that one story about this couple. Basically, they were challenged to say, "Hey, write down as many positive interactions that you had between one another um, in this hour." And then we're gonna have ten other people also be recording and watching you. And so, you know, they did their their time together and they wrote down theirs and then the people around them wrote down theirs as well also noting that this couple were in conflict so they weren't really on best terms but they were willing to take this this experiment to help and then so it was just basically saying oh hey at the end they said you know that the team um found that like let's just say they found 10 interactions or, like, 100 interactions between the couple that were, like, positive interactions in this hour or whatever. But then the couple, you know, they only found 50% of what the team saw. You know, like, they were only able to find 5 if the team saw 10. They were only able to find 50 if the team saw 100. And what was, like, the neat thing about this was, like, their position about bringing about this example was saying, oh, hey, um, so what we've noticed is, like, some people – Think about you know happiness and and you know taking the time to appreciate one another or you know have this gratitude mentality. Some people think it's a phony thing. It's just being fake and and it's not worth their time and all of this kind of thing. But this is a result from this experiment to show people, hey, actually, you know, we have so much more ability to be alert and observant and being able to see the actual realities of the goodness all around us when we step into that place where we're willing to try to be even more grateful and and those kinds of things, right? And and so I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to miss out on the other 50%, like, because I'm so caught up with, like, just being in conflict or, you know, resisting against things. And I think that's the other part of it is like, I feel like I have been so guided in so many ways. Like, I don't know, like sometimes, I don't know what it is that makes it that way. I I just know that it is right now, and I am just going to be so grateful for it right now. You know, like a few months past, I shared a little gratitude blip about saying, I don't know how it is that I get to watch these beautiful children and and see them interact with one another and see them help each other and care about each other and get to have that as my daily life experience. Like nothing does better for the soul than watching little people create a, a sweet, helpful leadership kind of oriented kind of society together in the way that they talk with one another with so much kindness and helpfulness and all this kind of thing i'm just like this is what i want the world to become like right like this is the world that i want to leave behind right and so i'm like yes 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 And then I had to look back and be like, well, I don't know what it is, but I know that 20 years ago, this was not my existence. You know, 20 years ago, I felt like I was in this like jail kind of experience trying to get out and trying to constantly be in this like runaway mode and be like, I just need to become an orphan. I just need to like, you know, I need to become adopted. I need to, you know, like always trying to get away from my actual situation kind of thing whereas now i'm living a life where it's like um no i'll i'll stay here and keep growing this and keep watering my garden and weeding it and you know i kind of call life and my kids and like just life mission, everything is like a seed and it's like a plant that's growing and all this kind of thing. So I'll, I usually refer to that a lot. So it's like, you know, somebody's like listening for the first time. It's like, what, where, where did the plants come from? (laughs) What was that related to? It's like, no, it's always related for me. It's always related with everything. Everything is like a seed and everything is always growing when we feed it light giving things and its roots are going down and deep. And whenever like the darkness comes, that's like, the weeds choking out things but i also love how my one friend that i get to teach yoga she says something like hey also realize that the weeds are there for a purpose as well though like sometimes they can be there and like you know as they die off and everything like they send nutrients back into the soil and they actually help with the quality of the soil like "Ooh, that's kind of interesting That's kind of an interesting spin on that. But anyways, back to what I was saying. So yesterday it was like I had this deep intention, emotion kind of feeling like, oh man, I just feel so much gratitude for the life that I have lived in the past and now get to experience some of the fruits, right? Some of the tiny fruits of feeling like, yeah, I am being helped along this. Like I am being helped. Like my word of the year is glorify and I was a little timid choosing it because of course it's like do I have the audacity to do that like that's kind of like out there that's really putting myself out there and then it's like oh well like it's connected with the scripture it's like let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven but then recently I read from Nephi where he breaks his bow and you know he he moves forward to try and figure out his experience so that he can make it better basically and that that whole experience illustrates it he did exactly that you know because he broke his bow then he's like oh well okay and then everybody else was like oh no like they were in some ways i kind of see it as they were being really dramatic but honestly of course they were they were already hungry and then they got the news that it wasn't going to get any better and they didn't know how and like they just had no answers to what they were going to do about their situation and then there Nephi just goes. He just takes the next step. He's like, okay, goes and finds the materials. He needs, he tries, and, and then he makes another bow. Then he goes and sees his dad, says, hey, where could you please pray so that I could find out where to go so I can get some food for everyone? And then he goes, and then he brings it back, and then everybody humbles themselves. And they praise the Lord then, right? And then it's like, oh, man, that is the perfect Example of what I'm saying here is like let your light so shine. So like so in this case Nephi it's not like he's going and being on this pedestal and being this famous person across the whole world and then coming back to his family and then seeing what happens, right? No, he's like he's letting his light so shine in his place where his where he is. He's like standing a little taller where he's already standing, right? standing a little taller in the Lord, right? So it's like, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And then it's like, you know, he went and got something great and he could have just actually fed himself. He could have just done that. But he didn't just do that. He said, oh, I'm going to feed myself. Well, he didn't even do that. He's like, oh, I'm going to bring this back to my family, right? This is just for us to experience together and all be strengthened. And that was kind of his whole purpose in doing it in the first place, right? It's like, let your light so shine. It's really not about like, hey, let's let our light so shine and then help other people. It's like, no, it's actually, it's almost like saying... For myself what I'm learning from it is like no it's like the only way that we can actually let our light so shine to the best to I don't know what what the word is but basically you know it says it right there in Nephi's example it's like he was able to see that there was a problem to a situation and he went to the Lord to get what he needed like whether it was the inspiration to build his bow then going to his father to to go and do the things so that he could know where to go to to help then he goes and finds the resources to then bring back to his family. Like he wasn't trying to actually shine, right? He actually wasn't trying to. That's the whole thing. It's like arrows pointed out. So really it could say like let your arrows point out <laughs> so that they may see your arrows pointed out and glorify your father which is in heaven because when we have our arrows pointed out That is what I feel like when, like, you know, when we're in a mode of doing those spiritual needs, when we're in a mode of, of serving, serving, serving and learning, learning, learning so that we can serve, serve, serve some more and serving so that we can then have more things to learn. Like, it's just this cycle thing, just like Nephi, that is what will then create a byproduct of shining, right? But like, if we focus too early on trying to get the byproduct without doing any of the effort that actually makes for that byproduct to 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 you know be that chemical reaction experience like it just doesn't it doesn't work the same way. Right. And so it's like, yeah, like it's just getting me pondering. And it's just like, I just feel so happy to be on this journey. So basically, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about this whole idea of like why I feel so grateful. Right. It's like, hey, like if I were to just put into these four quadrants, kind of like that child and youth program where it's like, hey, there's the physical goals, there's spiritual goals, there's intellectual and social and all of those encompassed in in this four-part goal system is basically all the different ways that we can draw closer to Christ, right? And draw closer to follow in his footsteps. So then when I think, I'm like, well, how have I been so blessed, like, in these four categories? And when I think of it, I'm like, oh goodness, I just have, you know, like, when I think about health, it's like, I had no idea I would ever go from a point of like, oh, my tummy hurts every day. Almost all the time right and and then just constantly feeling the aching of that amongst all of the other duties and responsibilities roles hats and and you know trying to find some level of creativity with right and then you know and then moving forward to then do some very specific things you know to then be like oh in 2 days i feel better like i feel like i'm on a good path then in 2 weeks it's like no i'm like different, right? And then in like four weeks, it's like, no, I have completely like, wow, like I just feel so much better, you know? And then it was like, you know, it began with the digestion. Then it was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, well, if the digestion's under control now, and I actually don't have any other things to say, Hey, what about this? How can we make this better? It's like, well, then let's move on to the next area of health that I would just love. And then it's like the skin, right? It's like, what else could I do to help my skin feel happy and and just like feel so, so it's actually like in alignment with who I am and what I'm trying to do and, and everything. So then it was like, you know, I did this little study thing up on it and saying like, okay, so the skin refreshes itself every, every four weeks or something. And, and I was like, okay, so what does that mean? And then, you know, it was kind of a week away from the four week mark for me. So I was kind of getting impatient. I was like, man, it's already been like three weeks and I'm just not seeing anything. Like maybe it's going to take five years. I don't even know. But, but it just was a moment where I was like, no, I just need to keep going. I just need to keep going. There's small things, Often in this kind of specific way of doing my health journey thing, and it's like it's gonna, it's gonna do something. So I'm just gonna keep doing the good that I know has been helping my digestion and I know it's going to reach the skin when my skin's ready for it, right? So then the next week happens, and then I'm like boom, it's like it starts healing. Like I can feel it like every day I'm like, oh, it's different. There's different skin there. It's totally different than it was like at the beginning, right? And I'm like, boom, like, right? And it was just so sweet to see it, like, you know, it seemed like there was nothing, nothing, nothing. And it was like, boom, it just started happening and it was healing and it was just like transforming on a daily basis, kind of thing. And I was like, sweet, I will love this. I'm loving this, right? And then so I'm just like, I'm delighted to just keep going. And so it's like, when I look at that health, it's like, man, I used to suffer so bad with that and feel like there was no, it was kind of like bleak future stuff. But now it's like, oh, well, I can like, in some ways, I kind of had this feeling like, well, that's kind of like, check, done. Like, I don't have to worry about health again. There's that part that would be like, oh, arrows pointed in. Right? But then there's that other part be like, no, I can't afford to have arrows pointed in or feel self entitled or feel like, you know, any of these other feelings. Like, I need to can keep thinking about, well, what can I do with the health that I currently have so I can help others more? Or what can I do with the health that I currently have? to then learn about why it is that my health has improved, you know, and learn about what else, what's next, right? Because, like, with this one coach I'm working with, I love how she works by organs, and, like, like I can just see it. If I had this, like, coloring page of anatomy of the body, that's, like, she started with the liver, color that in, Start then with the colon, color that in, and then, like, the next part that she likes to focus is, like, kidneys and bloodstream kind of stuff. And and so I'm just, like, so excited to just keep learning, you know, and and just keep being on this journey. And, like, you know, there's just so many good things to just, like, incorporate into my life. And I just love that I'm, like, hungry for more, right? It's, like, it's not like I'm overburdened with the stuff that I have to do already. Because it's actually not a have-to-do anymore, it's like, no, it's like these are the things that are actually making my life the way it is, and I love the way that my life is right now, right, like with my health, like I couldn't ask for any more in the in the the level of of where I'm going with it and the speed that I'm actually getting results and the the simplicity of which it takes to be able to then create that kind of a result, right, in my life. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So that's, like, just even the physical health part, right? So then when I go into the spiritual, it's like, oh, like, I just feel so grateful. Because, like, I don't know, I think there was some place that I learned about, like, you know, people have a hard time learning the gospel if they're hungry, right? And so that's kind of how I felt about, like, doing the physical goals It was like, I just need to take care of this because, you know, like it was like November at the time and I was like, yeah, like I just like the best gift I could be giving myself for Christmas and New Year's is having a, a handle on my on my body and my health and and actually stand up for it, you know, at all times, in all things, in all places. Right. And like actually do the things that are in accordance with what I know is best practices and actually supportive of my body. Right. So then it's like transition to like spiritual stuff. And so it was only like, I don't know, a few weeks ago where I just really hunkered down and I was like, you know what? No, it wasn't a few weeks. Maybe it was like last week or something, but anyways, but it was like, I hunkered down. I was like, you know what? I need to just open my scriptures. Because I think I was getting a little bit tizzied out. I was getting a little bit too focused on phone stuff and scanning on social media stuff and, and getting almost like phone anxiety stuff. Whereas like every time I picked up the phone or used it or something, it was like I felt this like woomph of like pressure. Pressure to feel like I needed to say things in a specific way or I needed to like have these arrows pointed in kind of thing. And I was like, I just don't love this. I don't love... The way that the phone and, you know, like, that I'm interacting with the phone right now. Anyways, so then I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go to my scriptures. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, go to my scriptures. And it's been such a lovely experience to be in all of these wonderful ancient works and texts that have been prepared. And I'm calling them now, like, my love letters from Heavenly Father. That they're all there for me to be able to then become even more attached with him through, you know, following commandments through entering covenants through learning his words and his you know who he is and all of these things and how he's interacted with all of my ancestors and brothers and sisters through time and how he's ready to give me that same level of attention right and i'm like sweet i love this i love this and so i'm learning and i'm like recording about it like every other day or so. And it's just been this beautiful, beautiful thing because, you know, before that it was like, it was kind of this bleak space. It's like almost every day I would forget to read the scriptures and like almost every day, you know, if I did do it, it was like a cartoon version that I was doing with my kids, but I wasn't really like sinking my teeth in. It was as if I was just like licking things. It was like, if it was, if the scriptures, like if it was like food, I was just licking it and then just moving on because I didn't have time for it, right? But now it's like, no, I'm sinking in my teeth and completely salivating the whole thing and chewing it thoroughly and then letting it swallow bit by bit. Like, that's how I feel like I get to experience it right now and it is working. Like, I just love it. Like, one of the introductions to this, like, study book of Mormon guide that I'm reading says something like, hey, when we take the time to actually make a serious study of this, work um, we will begin to see like the power of that those efforts that we're making to to just flow into our lives basically right like and to to basically just be able to give us this this lens it's like being able to put on these special glasses that then helps us to see our world in in a viewpoint that that is actually supportive, like in a viewpoint where I can be pr- protected more than not from the arrows pointed in mentality. And I can actually be able to make room for the arrows pointed out mentality of like, so what else can I do to serve? And like, you know, like what else can I do to learn so I can serve better? And what else? in And then going back into that cycle. Right. So I'm just loving that. Love, love, love it. Love being in this place where I can just receive some very special impressions, as well as just like going back on memory lane about different experiences I had that really helped me to remember that those are important principles that are being shared. So that's been awesome. And then moving on to like the intellectual goals, it's like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm just so grateful. So right now, I have this book club thing that's been awesome to keep helping focus just even on reading one book a month, right? That's really cool. And and I love that I get to talk with people so it's like it helps me with the social side of things that I just love, and then also just like learning things because I love that too. So it's just like two birds, one stone, all over the place. I love that thing. So I'm loving that. But that and then I'm also really loving teaching yoga. So whenever I say teaching, I feel like I just love teaching because it helps me learn things way better. So it's just like, I feel so like it's such a gift right now that I actually have people in my life that are hungry to want to learn and that I am like, of course, happy to serve, right? It's like a no brainer. It's like, I'm always looking for more opportunities to serve in that way because I love that medium of serving people because like, <sighs> like okay, I just still remember one of the first times that I went to a yoga class, and it was really just like an exercise thing at the time. It was like, hey, I'm kind of sore because I was in these like really intensely athletic sports that just caused for every body of my part of my body to ache after you know exerting myself for two hours a day in those sports. And then I went to like a yoga class. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 this is like the opposite. You know, if I were to just call yang and yang, it's like. My life was all yang. So, like, doing this yoga practice was, like, the only time I ever got any kind of yin. And it was, like, in the most beautiful kind of way possible because it was very kinesthetic kind of yin. So, it's not like I was just sitting there the whole time. It was, like, movement yin kind of style. I was, like, I I dig this. Like, I love this. And then, you know, I was also getting into, like, massage therapy kind of stuff then, like, making appointments so I could have massage. So, I was, like, okay, well, go get a massage and then I'll go to my yoga thing. And, like, I noticed, you know, like, the f- feelings that I got after I got a massage were awesome. Loved it because I had, like, some very intensely seized up parts of me. And then when I would go to my yoga class, I found that I kind of felt the same. And and so I was like, man, it's, like, $15 to go to a yoga class and it's, like, $70 to go get massage. So I'm going to just, like, you know, bank in on my yoga time because, like, I feel that same level of, like, kind of like washed over with with this feeling of like everything is letting go and I can just like actually relax and just move forward, right? Rather than constantly feeling kind of damned and kind of blocked. So that was awesome. I was like, man, yoga is a cheap way to be able to just like feel great. Right. It's like so affordable. But then over time it was like, okay, but that's like $15 and I want to do it like every day so then it would turn into like, I don't know, 60 plus dollars a week. And I was like, okay, well, I can't really do like $60 a week. Like, I can barely even probably do $60 a month at that time, right? Because, like, you know, other times in my life, I did do a 30-day yoga thing, and then I'd pay $90 to go and, you know, do yoga for a month or whatever and just go every day. And that was, like, amazing. I loved that. Um, But anyways, it just got to a point where I was like, yeah, I would love to become a yoga teacher. Like, it was mostly kind of, like, inward focused at that time anyways because, like, like, well, one, it was like, I love it. Like, I just love it, love it, love it, right? Um, but then over time, it became this thing where I was like, no, like, I am so excited to become a yoga teacher because I want to help other people feel that great at any given moment, you know? To know that when somebody comes into my care for me to teach them, I know that in 60 minutes of time with me, with them, like, I'm going to honor that time as much as possible and we're going to do something that's going to let them feel a difference from when they stepped into my space to then leaving my space, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I love that opportunity I have to just go there as often as possible. So I'm like, sweet, sweet, sweet. So anyways, yeah, intellectual, love the book club thing, love that I get to improve on teaching yoga thing like that's just so exciting to me at any given moment to learn different poses to learn how they're connected with different organs and you know and and back and forth right like if someone's having a certain issue with this then i'll incorporate different poses or if they have certain favorite poses then i'll like modify them as well to like you know kind of help balance out with other ailments that they have so it's just like it's it's a wonderfully Carefully crafted and calculated kind of practice thing that I'm happy to bear the burden of recalculating and calculating back over again to make it a fit for the people that I teach. And I'm just like, sweet. Like, I love it. You know, like in the same way that a mathematician might love doing the numbers and be like, oh, one plus one equals two again. Yes. Right. It's just like, that's how I feel about yoga. Like if I were to love any part of math, I feel like yoga is my entrance into loving math because it's very much that way. It's like this plus this equals this. Like, and it's just, it's just that way all the way through. And then this minus this equals this, right? It's just, it's just that way. So I'm just so happy. I get to learn in those ways. And then also I just love it. It's like if I were to kind of have a favorite quadrant of goals, I'm sure it would be intellectual. You know, like sometimes I think about what would my life be like if I just had all the time in the world, right? And, and, you know, I like to think about this fun story of like this little child, not little child actually. I think he was in university at the time and he was talking with his dad and he was trying to work out these problems. Um, math problems or science problems kind of things like so they went to the chalkboard because his father was actually like a professor in that category he was struggling with so his father was trying to help him with these equations and stuff and then it just got to a point where they're going back to the same question over and over again and so he had to question his son he's like so so in between the time that we were just with each other like we went over this question last time but like in between the time that you were, like, you know, not with me and just doing life? Like, weren't you thinking about it? Like, weren't you taking time, like, in your quiet, free time to just think about this question and how it could be solved? And then when the when the child, you know, when the son answered, he frankly and honestly, he's like, no. Like, when I leave this door, I think about completely different things. I don't think anything about this equation. Like, I, it's completely try not to think about this thing at all kind of thing, Right. And then, so then the dad was like, "Oh, well, if that's the case, then you need to you need to drop out of this program. You this is not the program for you. You need to sign up for a program where you cannot stop thinking about that subject. Where it's what you think about when you don't have to think about anything, right? And so when I think about that, you know, like what would my answer be when I think about that? It's like, oh." Well, like it's probably some of the things that I think about like when I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I really wanna do this but then I have to pull in the reins and like, okay but I should pray first, I should brush my teeth, I should get dressed, and then like, you know, be ready to do that thing. And then sometimes I'll try to sneak it in. It's like, you know, as a teenager, I would always sneak in knitting with whatever subject I was doing. I was like, okay, as long as I can do that while I'm knitting, or as long as I can do that while I'm crocheting, right? Like, or or you know, like, or I'll be doing my scriptures, but underneath all my scriptures, I'll be like peeking at like recipes and like food stuff in between. <laughs> or I'll be like you know, just like in the process of like putting holds on books that I want to find or um, like just finding like, just like opening up my capacity for a library of some sort of the books that I actually want to read next and those kinds of things. And so I'm just so like, I just love this world of, of learning things. It's just so absolutely exciting for me. It's just like endless opportunities, like endless. I kind of like look at myself as if I'm like Belle Walking into that amazingly huge, 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 huge library, went in that Beauty and the Beast Disney style movie, and she just looks around, and there's like two double staircases in this library, and she's like, "What in the world? Like, this is the biggest library I've ever seen, and I'm so excited to read all these books and just like completely absorb." Right, that's me. That is me, me, me. Like I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So, anyways. that's the intellectual, but I must say, you know, in the same way that I talked about the others, you know, in the physical, I used to be in a place where it was like, Hey, I'm in pain and I really don't have any bright futures of what's going to make this any better. But then I was able to get help, right? So that I could get pulled out of that situation because I, my attitude shifted a little bit. I kind of just let go. And I was like, you know what? I can't figure it out by myself. I'm going to need some extra support here. You know, I have this one gospel teacher that talks about it like basically in the mindset of like, so often we think we need to go with the flow and just keep feeling the pain or whatever, or we try to turn around and we try to make it better. So then we paddle upstream, you know, there's this, so I forgot to paint the picture. So basically there's this river and then it goes and has a drop off like this waterfall. And when we're going with the flow, that's like us in this raft, just kind of going with the flow. Of like, you know, mediocrity and and just living life not totally the way that we actually want it to be, but just not really knowing where else to go, right? But then he says, like, but then there's levels of awareness where at one point we will get to the point and be look around and be like, wait a minute, we're about to go over the waterfall. Like that's not a good idea. And then we'll be like, Okay, let's turn around and so let's let's start paddling upstream, right? So then we try to figure it out on our own. We try, 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 but really, it's not the purpose. The purpose isn't to see the waterfall and think, turn around. Like, yes, that's all part of it, but it's not the purpose. It's like we go through that experience of going with the flow, feeling the pain of of dropping down, or we feel the pain of not actually finding much success by paddling upstream because we just get fatigued. We're trying to run faster than we actually have strength to do. Because clearly the river is going to be stronger than any person trying to paddle upstream, right? Like, because it's just constantly flowing. It's always going to go in that opposing direction and so basically this gospel teacher says hey we need to realize that above us Jesus Christ is in his hovercraft he's reaching out and he wants us to reach up and go into his hovercraft so he can lead us to where is the safest place to go right the most like the path that he has prepared for us and so that's where I felt like I was able to go with my health it's like I was willing to be like I'm done piling upstream Heavenly Father like if you could just help me see clearly where I need to go with this, please help me. And then he sent me mentors, right? And that's what I've been praying for. I've been praying for very specific mentors with the specific goals that I have, because I realize that if I'm not accountable personally, there's are certain areas of my life that I want to improve. And I know that without a mentor person to keep me accountable to those things, I will forget. And I will come back a year or two later and be like, wait a minute, I wanted to do that, but I didn't do anything about it, right? Or I may have thought, oh, well, I'll just hold off and I'll just like try it by myself again still. But it's like, no, we are here so that we can help each other, right? So it's like I was willing to just follow his way. And then I was also willing to like pray into my life. Could you please send me a mentor that understands your ways of health and just be able to teach me it, right? In a simple way so that I can actually do it and just make it a part of my daily existence so that I can actually experience the fruits of like, you know, run and not be weary, walk and not faint and have it be a no brainer, right? And not be like, oh, I don't even remember the last time I could run or I couldn't even remember the last time I didn't feel like fainting or whatever, right? Anyways, so that's been like amazing to just feel those results. And then with the spiritual, how I said, hey, it used to be where I was like, I would wonder when was the last time I read scriptures or when was the last time I connected with Heavenly Father and when was the last time I actually had some sacred time to just be quiet and really ponder on the truths that are for me to learn as well as reflect and remember my past experiences that have that that help support those truths as well as knowing like what am I going to do in moving forward with knowing this truth now right And who else could I share it with? Because now I know this in my heart and I'm moving forward to act in faith in it now. And then it's like, now I'm an intellectual. And I must say that clearly, you know, growing up, I, between the ages of like birth to like, let's say 18, I probably only read like five books, right? Because like at the time, I just wasn't very scholarly. Like, I just wasn't. Not internally, anyways. Like, I, I knew how to play the game of school and please people. And, like, like I knew that if I pleased the teachers, then I would get certain numbers, right? And so I was like, oh, well, I want to play the game where I get the higher numbers if I please the people. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just play that game. And then I just got to a point where I was like, no, I just feel like I remember graduating and feeling a little sick about the whole experience. And being like, I worked my tail off to please people and get these numbers, just to get this piece of paper, it was just kind of this empty feeling. I was like, man, that was kind of a waste. Like that was just kind of a waste. Like, thankfully, yes, like this will be a paper that might help with different situations that I'll move forward with. Because yeah, like it helped me get into the university that I wanted to. Right, so, and that was my goal. It was like I wanted to go to university, so I was like no brainer. I'll just do the game, please the people, get the numbers, so that I could get the paper to go to university. So I wanted that. Right. Um, but like along the way, you know, in, in taking the year off after high school, cause I needed to detox because that, like that lifestyle was really sickening to me. You know, it was just like constantly work, 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 work. And it felt like for nothing all the time. Right. And it was just really draining. And so I was like, I just need a year off to just kind of refocus and just kind of help myself get into a good place as I move forward with the next phase of my life. So I took this year off and I took the time to like, you know, spend more time with my family, spend more time with, you know, just doing community service, volunteering more, as well as just like doing some very specific jobs to help gain, you know, save up money for my next part of my life. And along that time I started really pondering about what does education mean for me? What does it mean for me? You know, like, people talk about schooling and people talk about all this kind of stuff but like what does it actually mean for me you know cuz thankfully i'm in this group this community whatever you call it like religion whatever like group, like I don't like to label it too much because really it's just this support group is what I would call it. Right. I'm a part of this support group in my life. That's like this international support group where I get to learn from their experience. I get to go to them and feel like I'm visiting with my elders. Right. And so the, the counsel that they constantly give is like, Oh, Hey, so education is really important. Like to the point where the more education you get, the better off because then you'll be able to do more with your life kind of thing. Like they're just believed so strongly in, in becoming as well-educated as a person could possibly become. And like having that as like, you know, the standard as well as like this encouragement is like, one, it's very validating because it's like, oh, well, that's really awesome. I love that you believe that. And I love learning that that could be a thing for me too, right? And and I always wanted to somehow have the same level of understanding and testimony of it, but I could never really feel like I could be there. But then I, I, you know, I started talking with some friends that were starting this like volunteer youth group kind of thing where they were, you know, doing book clubs and book discussions with like teens and youth and stuff. And that was totally at my alley because that was my focus that year was learning how to Um, Because I wanted to become a social worker at some point. So then one of my focuses that year was working with youth, working with teenagers and being able to love them with the most like genuine love as possible, right? So I was like, okay, that's awesome because that's right up my alley. So then I started being curious with it. But over time, it became more than just, oh, serving in this group, you know, once a year at their annual event thing. It became this thing where I was like, man, these books are awesome. Like the books that we're choosing for all these book clubs are just awesome. Like where are they all coming from? Like where's the book list that they come from? And then and then I picked up the book that they came from. A lot of them came from. And and the whole philosophy of this book just blows my mind. You know, like if I were to illustrate it in like a tree, it's basically like, "Oh hey, here's this tree. Basically, we're going to plant a seed and there's this trunk. There's eight years in this trunk that we're just building and that's like the the time between birth and age eight where we're just building these core experiences of an individual's life where it's like hey you know they're gonna learn everything from the life around them whether it's like you know good and bad true and false like learn about family relationships learn about roles and responsibilities learn about um the importance of like family as well as community and and just like all of these like key important things that a person can learn between the ages of birth to 8 that will just allow for them to have that foundation of of what is like the priority what's like the most important lessons of birth to age eight, basically, you know, like in like coming out of that, like the authors of this book will say something like, what is like one question that you would love for that child that you have in your care between like zero to age eight, like for them to come out of becoming eight or nine and, and be able to say flat out, this is my testimony that I believe that whatever, right. What would be the most important testimony you feel like they, they, They need to have for their life, right? To be able to move forward and have the, whether it's the self reliance or the strength or the resilience or whatever, to move forward to then do their rest of their eternal life, right? So I'm like, sweet. I love this book. Anyways, and then that's like my core tree, you know, that's the tree trunk is like the core, the birth to age eight. And then there's the roots that go down, you know, like every day. In that core eight years, there's roots that go down every single day. And every root is just one more root that's just giving more roundness to that core. And so like all the roots are all the days. Every single day is another little branch of root that just then makes up this tree that's going to shoot up between the ages of like eight or, you know, like nine to 12 ish is that love of learning kind of phase where it's like the branches are shooting up. They're shooting up in every direction in 360 degrees of radius. They're shooting up in every angle of branching out into different avenues of learning, you know? And and that's like what that is for. It's like all the branches in every single direction is the branching out of this love of learning. And then after that is the scholar phase of like 12 to 18 ish. Where it's like, okay, then they have all the branches. They have these like tiny twig-like little branches. And then it's like that's the time of phase to then look at these branches and be like, okay, I've shot out in all these branches. So now it's time to kind of pick and choose which branches I really want to make really thick and strong and and tall and long, right? And then which branches are just going to kind of die off because like, you know, like I've already done it. It's already there. We're not necessarily die off, but just not get as much intention, right? Like, but maybe this illustration is terrible because I'm not really like an arborist. (laughs) So I really don't know how trees grow. But anyways, it's an illustration in my head that really works for me. So basically there's the scholar phase 12 to 18. And then it's like the person gets to choose which branches that they've already experienced that they actually want to go deep in. They want to go and explore it even further and get even more... Um, experience with it and just get way more education in those branches. You know, they can just kind of pick and choose more specifically which ones they want to focus on because they didn't, they know that it's not just a a random interest now. It's like, no, something that they seriously just love so much that they're like, they could spend, you know, 50 hours a week just on that branch and they'd be happy with it because it's just like, you know, it's just fine. Like they're just happy, just going deep with it. Right. Right. And then after that is like, hey, there's like next they call it like it's either mission or depth phase. But basically it's like the next phase is then being able to then get into a space where it's like, hey, here's other trees around this one tree that's been growing. And and then the roots that have been going deep every 365 days per year, they're now starting to intertwine with the other trees and their roots. Right. And so then families are starting to be created where two trees can then support one another and communicate with one another and support one another. Their branches can hold hands, you know, their branches can interconnect, their their roots can interconnect, and they can start creating this family and then it creates this like big forest kind of experience so that's kind of like me thinking about just allowing oh sorry but before that the branches are going deep right and then like in the mission phase or depth I forget which one is next but basically the next phase after scholar is like the branches go tall like they just get taller and taller and taller and taller so that they can be in this tall place and look down and be able to have so much more perspective looking around them, being able to be safe or whatever, and just being in a way better place to then have, be able to communicate with the whole ecosystem, right? Like it's like they can communicate down to the roots um, and then to other, other things in the forest and just like be that much more equipped to be an asset, you know, to this forest community that's about to be then interconnected, right? Then the next place after this growing tall is then being interconnected with other trees. And, you know, the roots are holding hands, the branches are holding hands, and then being this, like, strong person to then be able to be an asset in a family situation, and then extending that family even further to then have this, like, family, like, learning, leadership learning kind of forest, right? And it's just like, That is absolutely amazing. Like when I learned, started to even just dabble in that realm of like, that's the possibility of what education can be, you know, basically all education can, is then for the purpose of leading a person so that they can become this like top notch grandparent person. Like, and that's like the life goal of any good education is so that a person can become this grandparent person and then be able to like, be in their full glory of being able to just love being a grandparent so much. Right. And just love that experience of then getting to teach all the things that they learned throughout their whole life to these grandkids and just keep it going. Right. And it's just like, man, this is so beautiful. Like this is just absolutely amazing. I love that. It's like, it doesn't have anything to do with pleasing. It doesn't have anything to do with getting certain numbers. It's actually about the basics of internalizing the opportunity, the responsibility, the duty, the you know, the the fun of getting to actually learn something, to live it and then to share it and lead out with that knowledge. It's like yes, 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 yes. So it's like okay. So then that's what I was exposed to when I was 18. Then like into the next couple years, 3 years, 4 years, whatever after that, like I just really went deep with a lot of those philosophies. And so then it was like, yes, 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 yes. And then now I have my little book club thing. I got, I still got my yoga club thing, yoga teaching thing. And I'm just like, and I love having those philosophies back me up as like, I am, I'm like in this homeschool phase with my kids. Right. So it's like, oh, well that's kind of fun. Like that's a lot of fun. Like, so that kind of really does encompass, encompass a lot of that intellectual side of things. Like I'm like, not maxed out in the intellectual, but I kind of am you know like i'm just like in a beautiful place right now where I have lots of opportunities to serve, lots of opportunities to learn, and i'm just so happy to know where to go with that right it's like endless it's like I never get to a point where it 's just like well, what's next like and have this bleak idea of like like no ideas like it's just like no that's not my life at all. There's so many opportunities to learn something or to share something or to teach something. Every moment of the day, all the time. (laughs) So that's so fun. I love it. Um, And then into the social. Oh my goodness. I just have to say that I just feel so grateful for what the process of which I've learned this. I'm going to be so quick with this because, like, I took so much time with all the others, even though the social realm was like one of my biggest lessons this year. Because basically, you know, I came from a background where I was super peer oriented, I was super caught up with this idea that like, oh, well, my whole life's purpose is basically to get as many friends as possible and feel like I collect friends, like some people collect stamps or whatever, and feel like some kind of level of significance because of the number of friends I have or whatever, right? That was kind of where I came from as a young person, up until probably when I was like 14. And then I like lost all my closest friends, like just, you know, different teenage stuff that made it it petty. And I just... I just felt like I lost them. Right. And then it was like, yeah, so I have no friends now. And then, so my whole paradigm shift, I was like, so what, what's the point of life? If I, it's like my whole life goal for like the last 14 years, it just doesn't mean anything now. It's like, it's as if I went bankrupt. Right. And so I was like, well, what's next? So thankfully I kind of needed that experience. Cause the next great thing that was going to enter into my life at that point was just this idea that like my life's work was going to be shifting right and so i started getting clear about understanding oh hey my life's work is actually to realize i'm a daughter of god right and so as i started realizing that it's like oh okay and then so lately this last year you know twelve, fifteen, sixteen 15 16 years later after that first instance where i really understood one of my life missions is to really embody What does it mean to be a daughter of God and how can I honor that with even more gratitude and like intention and genuine feelings? It's like been like, okay, well, if I'm going to think about social, I'm going to think about my hierarchy of relationships, then it's like, okay, well, how, how am I doing with being social with Heavenly Father? You know, am I taking the time on the Sabbath day to have my daddy daughter date time You know, I kind of, that's what I call the Sabbath day. It's it's like a daddy daughter delight day. Like that's what it is for me. So I'm like, no, I think I'm I'm doing okay there. Like that's kind of my perspective and I'm still going to keep it up. And then I have my morning times where it's like I have this hour set up every morning where I'm just doing my scripture thing. So I'm like, yeah, I feel like my social aspect of being with Heavenly Father, that's being taken care of. And then it's like okay well then i go next in the line well how how am i doing with being social with myself thankfully i have these audio recording things as well as my writing as well as just like friends that will just be willing to just listen to me talk or share and so then in some cases i kind of feel like that takes care of my social with myself because also being social with myself is feeling like some level of ability to express myself clearly whether it's you know it can be in writing it can be in talking it could be in art or drawing you know it's just some level of feeling like i can somehow interact with myself in a way that is healthy and and being able to see myself for who heavenly father sees me for right And then so when I think of it like that, it's like, okay, so then I'm like, okay, so yeah, I think I'm doing the social thing with Heavenly Father doing the social thing with myself. And then the next thing is like, Oh, well then, okay, how am I doing with my social thing with my spouse? And then it's like, okay, yeah. So then in that category is like, thankfully, we have this friend who's facilitating like a marriage therapy kind of like workshop for us. So she's basically holding our hand as we read through this book together. That's been amazingly helpful, you know? Cause like we were going from a point where it was kind of like we were living the roommate life again, where it was kind of like we were just passing each other. We'd say hi every so often, but really like we weren't even sleeping in the same bed for like weeks, months, whatever, right? Because we were just living our two separate lives. And, and then it just got to a point where we we're like, wait a minute, is this what we want to do for the rest of our lives? Like, and then we're like, no. And So then we were like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just do something about this. So then we, you know, call up our friend. We're like, Hey, we know that you've done schooling through your marriage stuff. Like, I don't know if you're a marriage counselor or a therapist or whatever, but could you just be with us in our journey to try and make things better here? And so she's like, yeah, totally. Like, let's just set something up weekly, whatever. And we'll just do this. And so, yeah, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's been incredible, like just incredible. So now I feel like I'm social with my spouse, like on a whole new level, which is awesome. Um, we've been learning so much together, like in the course, as well as applying things outside of it and just like learning and just being on the same page to want that.